The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Hill knows that when we eat well, we live well. When we live well, we have rich, vibrant lives. By focusing our eating on properly prepared, nutrient-dense whole foods, Kelly Hill teaches us how easy eating well and living well can be. Now here's your host, Kelly Hill. Welcome to Eat Well to Live Well with Kelly Hill. I'm Kelly Hill. When we talk about eating and living well, one of the areas that... I just, it can have to be honest, it just continues to escape my grasp, and that is ferments. Now, this isn't for lack of trying, it's for lack of ability, I totally admit it. Every time I've tried to ferment the extra garden vegetables, somehow I stink up the whole house or refrigerator, they always taste, well, a bit less than wonderful. For years, I was so fortunate because I live in an area where a local farmer made the absolute best ferments, I think, in the whole world. The, this one that I absolutely love had red peppers, onions, and garlic, plus I don't know what else became, but it became a staple in our kitchen. I ate it every morning with breakfast. It was fantastic. So you can imagine my disappointment when I heard that the farmer was no longer going to make these delicious recipes, and she was going to focus on teaching the art of fermenting vegetables. I'll be honest, it was a crushing blow, but I was fortunate enough to meet her soon after, and the lovely person that she is, she gave me the recipe. I still don't think mine is as good, but hey, we all have our strengths and weaknesses that we found mine is not ferments. But the amazing thing was I soon found out that she was writing a book about ferments, so of course I had to have her visit with us today. Uh, First, let me tell you a little bit about her book, though, Fermenting Vegetables. Even beginners can make their own fermented foods, or at least she says so. We'll find out today, though. Uh, This guide includes an in-depth instruction for making kimchi, sauerkraut, and pickles, and then offers more than 120 recipes using the very same basic methods for fermenting 64 different vegetables and herbs. You'll discover how easy it is to make dozens of exciting dishes, including pickled Brussels sprouts, curried golden beets, carrot kraut and pickled green coriander. The recipes are creative, delicious, and healthful, and many of them can be made in small batches, even just a single pint. Kirsten K. Shockey and Christopher Shockey got their start in fermenting foods with their farm stand food company, where they created over 40 varieties of cultured vegetables and krauts, many of which were my all-time favorites. (laughs) When they realized their passion was for the process, they chose to focus on teaching the art of fermenting vegetables. They now teach classes at their farm and host small farm workshops. Kirsten maintains their blog at Fermanista. Fermentista, I have a hard time with this, and I practice it, Fermentista.us. They live on a 40-acre hillside homestead in the Applegate Valley of Southern Oregon, and I'm honored to have Christopher and Kirsten Shockey, authors of Fermenting Vegetables, joining us today on Eat Well to Live Well. Welcome, and thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Oh, 
I, like I said, I so miss being able to just purchase your stuff, but um, it was exciting to read that I might be able to uh, improve my technique some. So I, I want to give the same opportunity to everybody here. But I have to start with, what the heck is a fermentista? And did I say that right? Well, uh, that's, a, that's a term we coined um, one morning at the Ashland uh, Farmer's Market when we had just set up. It was about 7 in the morning. Kirsten went for our normal breakfast burrito, and I went to Noble's Coffee to get the coffee, and I was explaining to the guy behind the counter what we were doing. And uh, he said when we were done, I was comparing ferments to his mid-level Guatemalan coffee, and he said, well, it sounds like what you do is a lot like what I do, and I'm a barista. And I came back, and I handed Kirsten a coffee, and I said, we're fermentistas. I love it. That's how I got started. (laughs) There you go. So how long have you been fermenting vegetables? We've we've been fermenting vegetables um, for, let's see, I guess since 1999, so nearly 15 years. We were given a crock full of bubbling sauerkraut and Sally Fallon's Nourishing Traditions book, and all that was under the Christmas tree. Oh. Um, like I said, about 15 years ago, and for a, for a number of years, that's all we did is we, you know, made sauerkraut for the family. Um, and then I guess it was in about 2009 that we started really exploring what else and what other vegetables could be added to the crock. So that's that's when we we built the kitchen and we were excited by our flavors and started offering them to the public. Right. Those of us so disappointed that, that, that now we have <laughs> to do it ourselves. But see, now you have this great book. So, And I did. I couldn't believe that there were definitely some things that I wasn't doing correctly. So, uh, you know, it's a, a great informational piece. But how did you come up with the idea to write such a complete book on vegetable fermentation? I mean, I've read other books. And this, hands down, there are so much information in there, tips, not just the recipes. I How'd you come up with that idea? <laughs> well, the, this is a two-part, like most things. The idea for the book was mine uh, because Kirsten and I were beginning authors, and, and Kirsten already had two projects. She finished a memoir, and she was working on another children's book. And uh, one day, I just finished reading um, Sandor Katz's book, and I told Kirsten, you know, it's a great book, but there's only 17 pages on fermented vegetables. Somebody ought to write a complete a book that's just vegetables and just do everything. And so she turned to me and she said, well, good luck with that. And, <laughs> and you, we wouldn't have this interview if I, if Kirsten hadn't come in because I had started out with a, a long history and uh, anecdotes from the past and it was just boring. And uh, I had no recipes because Kirsten's the one that actually has the knack for putting flavors together that you just wouldn't think about, as you know. And so I begged her after about six months to please share some recipes. And Kirsten's the kind of cook who doesn't write things down. She just, she looks at what she's got and she throws it together. So writing a recipe book was a bit of a challenge. It was like a documentary. We had to write down the things that she knew, but she never wrote down. And it just added up because over the summer, the reason there's so many is there were so many vegetables, as you know, in our valley that came in and we had working with different organic farmers and they would call Kirsten up and say, hey, I've got 400 pounds of um, burdock root. 
you know, will that ferment? And Kirsten would say, I don't know, we'll try. Away we went. If you're just joining us today on Eat Well to Live Well with Kelly Hill, we're fermenting vegetables with Christopher and Kirsten Shockey, authors of Fermenting Vegetables. Find more information at fermentista.us. Now, don't forget to enter this month's amazing giveaway from motivationalchocolate.com, including caramels and truffles with positive affirmations. You can find more at therightnutritionplan.com. Just click on the giveaway link on the right-hand side. You can hear this show as well as past episodes anytime, anywhere by downloading the free MP3 from iTunes or listen on my website, therightnutritionplan.com. Now, fermentation is really popular right now. I mean, it's like suddenly this this huge, supposedly new thing. Um, why do you think this this is? I mean, obviously, this isn't just a fad. It's been around forever. Um, what, why is it so popular right now? Um, I think a couple things are going on. I think that on the one hand, we've got the health benefits and we've got the scientists really... Um, getting into new territory with what they are beginning to understand about microbes and us and, in specific, our microbiome and how important um, the bacteria that, that lives within us and on us is. And fermented vegetables um, just really help feed our own, our own good gut bacteria. And so there's that whole level there of just people wanting to feel good. Um, The other thing is that these vegetables taste good. They're fun. They're, um, they give, they give the, either the home preservationist a whole new arsenal, a new way to preserve things that, that taste really great and stay crisp. But they also give the chefs um, in restaurants, which is one of the places that the fad is really, or, um, or the trend, should I say, is really picking up steam because um, they can they can offer their customers these great great flavors that they have never worked with before, and I think I think a lot of people are finding that exciting. Um, it's such a live food, and so even if you do the same thing, maybe over and over again, you're going to have variation on season or the type of um, you know, where the cabbage or the vegetable that you use grew. And so it's, I think it's kind of exciting. I think that Americans are starting to really look for old flavors, and and this is really part of it. Well, fermented foods are a traditional staple across the world. And like you say, part of that's because of the health benefits. So uh, can you give us a brief rundown of what some of the health benefits are that make this such an important food to choose to eat? Um, yeah, uh, one of the things that, that happens, like I said, is, is that it's a live food and the micro, um, the microbes that are in there and the enzymes are just all about helping our digestive system. Um, the first thing that happens when you start to ferment a vegetable is, um, the lactic acid bacteria that is on the vegetable begins to break down the sugars and the starches and the things that are hard for us to digest ourselves. So it kind of pre-digests um, these parts of the vegetable. Um, and then the next thing that it does is because of that pre-digestion, it makes the vitamins in the vegetable more bioavailable so our body can absorb the nutrients um, more efficiently. And while it's doing this... Um, Vitamin C is increasing as well as um, 
B, vitamin B is now added to the food, which, um, as most people know, you can't really get that from a vegetable product normally. So that's pretty exciting that you, you get this food that, that just gives you so much and really is comforting to the stomach. <laughs> It's true. I mean, the, your stuff is just amazing. Um, when you're developing these recipes, what vegetables surprise you the most? Um, well, I had a, I had, we were going through and, and we, we realized it was starting to become more than just, you know, fancy things to do with cabbage, you know, like add this herb. <laughs> <laughs> and we started having a lot of fun, um, we we really liked what happened with um, squash, and there were some other things, but there were two vegetables in particular that, for some reason, neither one of us wanted to try, and that was eggplant and spinach. And I think it's because both of those get squishy when they're yeah. cooked, and I just, what I imagined happening <laughs> was some something similar, and so... We, we finally got to the point where it's like, okay, we've got to deal with eggplant and spinach. And um, on both accounts, we were super surprised at how wonderful they turned out. Spinach actually turned almost um, a lighter green, and it stayed crispy, which was a huge surprise to us. Um, and eggplant also didn't turn into a gray mush. It was, it was actually quite delicious. I, I have to be honest. I've been afraid to try those. I, I'm I know. Just, I'm, I'm just going to be honest. Uh, yeah, and well, and I'll be honest too. The eggplant did sit in the back of our fridge. I, I we made it, and then we um, we looked at it, and both of us weren't feeling brave, and we put it in the back of the fridge, and it must have sat there at least at least a year. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Well, we are learning about fermenting vegetables from Christopher and Kirsten Shockey, authors of Fermenting Vegetables. You can get more information about them, see their touring touring schedule, and amazing articles. It's all at fermentista.us. Connect with them on Facebook and Pinterest at Fermentista and at Twitter at Kirsten Shockey. Feel free to connect with me on Facebook or Twitter at The Right Plan or email me at eatwelltolivewell at The Right Plan. Don't forget to grab a seat in my new free webinar, Three Massive Mistakes Even Smart Moms Make, to keep them overweight, exhausted, and worried their pants won't fit and how to avoid those mistakes. It's all at therightnutritionplan.com. We'll be right back to continue this discussion with Christopher and Kirsten Shockey, authors of Fermenting Vegetables. You're listening to Eat Well to Live Well with me, your host, Kelly Hill. Want energy all day? Ready to lose fat without feeling deprived? Tired of complicated weight loss programs? Wish there was a way to lose weight without processed and unnatural food? It's time to jumpstart your metabolism in a healthy way, the Kelly Hill way. This easy-to-follow two-week fat loss program has a 100% success rate to date. It creates and maintains overall health while reducing fat. You'll have more energy, think clearer, feel better, and have lost fat. All while following the two-week menu plan of simple recipes that use real, natural food and include healthy tips for every meal. The two-week fat loss program is a clear, easy-to-follow plan that will help anyone get back on the road to optimal health. Order the Right Plan Nutritional Counseling two-week fat loss program today 
at therightnutritionplan.com slash book. Not only can you learn about new and fascinating nutritional products at therightnutritionplan.com, but you can win them too. Every month, The Right Plan features a nutritional or innovative product like the ECO Lunchbox, pumpkin seed butter and pumpkin protein powder, fudge sauce from Wax Orchards, Zorba's handcrafted raw chocolates, coconut oil, and so much more. And every month, one lucky visitor will win the product to try themselves. It's easy to enter. Just visit therightnutritionplan.com slash giveaway. After you've entered the giveaway, check out some of Kelly's delicious recipes that not only will please your taste buds, but your waistline and health as well. At therightnutritionplan.com, you'll learn more about all the wonderful nutritious options that are available to you and your family. Remember, everything has a purpose and a plan. Make it your purpose in the right plan. Rightnutritionplan.com slash giveaway. Want to know the three biggest myths that keep you overweight? Well, now you can in Kelly Hill's free webinar. In just 40 minutes, you'll learn the three biggest nutrition myths that are keeping you overweight, feeling exhausted, and unable to reach your personal goals. The webinar is free, and you'll even get other great freebies that Kelly's clients use daily to reach their goals. It's easy. Visit therightnutritionplan.com slash webinar. That's therightnutritionplan.com slash webinar and sign up. 40 minutes that can change your life and help you find your optimal health. Sign up for the webinar and take the unprocessed challenge today to find the you that you know is there. Everything has a purpose and a plan. Make it your purpose and the right plan. Sign up for Kelly's free webinar today. TheRightNutritionPlan.com slash webinar. That's TheRightNutritionPlan.com slash webinar. You're listening to Eat Well to Live Well with your host, Kelly Hill. If you have a question for Kelly, you can email her at eatwelltolivewell at therightnutritionplan.com. Now let's get back to Kelly Hill. Welcome back as we continue at Eat Well to Live Well. I'm your host, Kelly Hill. Today, we've been talking about fermenting vegetables with Christopher and Kirsten Shockey, authors of Fermenting Vegetables. Visit fermentista.us to learn more about their story, read articles, get all your questions answered. I mean, it's really an amazing website. It's all there at fermentista.us. You can keep up to date on what's happening by following on Facebook and Twitter. No, I'm sorry, Facebook and Pinterest at Fermentista and Twitter at Kirsten Shockey. Now, the subtitle of your book tells us that we're going to learn about sauerkraut, kimchi, brine pickles, and condiments. What is the difference between these and ferments? I thought this was a ferment. Um, they are ferments. What's uh, they're just it's it's a slightly it's a slightly different process, and so for the ease of really understanding and learning how to do the process, so that you feel really confident, we've divided divided this, those four processes out to make them even simpler. Um, sauerkraut and the and the condiments are what we call dry salted. Um, so you use just salt and the brine comes purely from the vegetable juice. Um, brine pickling is you add um, a salt brine over the top of larger vegetables, whether they're cucumbers or cauliflower or carrots or whatever, and the vegetables um, float in this brine. And what happens is there's a, 
osmosis between the salt water and the vegetable um, juices to create the acidic environment. And then kimchi is interesting because it's kind of a, a hybrid between the two. You take the cabbage, you soak it in a salt brine overnight so it starts that osmosis process, and then you pull it out and add the rest of the spices and vegetables and then proceed as, as the sauerkraut would be. So with all that salt, then aren't fermented vegetables basically filled with salt? You know, that, that's, um, that's, that's what a lot of people think, and a lot of the old traditional recipes that you read say pack in salt or layer in salt, and um, it's actually a surprise. Uh, the ferments in our book, we use about a 1.5% ratio of salt to vegetable, and so they're not salty. They're not any saltier than, you know, an average meal. Um, we just need, it's not the salt that does the preservation. The salt is just enough to sort of tip the scales in favor of the lactic acid bacteria. And so then they can get started and then they acidify the vegetable um, while they eat the starches and that's, that's what preserves. And so a lot of people are worried about either consuming too much salt or they're worried because they've made ferments before and they're way too salty because they think it's the salt that's going to keep them safe. But um, it's the acidity that happens with it. And so we tell people, um, you know, go ahead and taste it while you're making it. You want it to be, you know, follow the recipe. Maybe don't put the full amount in right away so that you don't overdo it by accident. And then add it slowly and taste as you go because... Um, if it tastes great to you, if it has a slight salty flavor when you're fermenting or when, when it's raw, it'll be delicious once it's fermented. Now, the salt, though, makes a difference. You're, when you're talking about salting, you're not talking about using basic Morton's table salt, though, are you? No. We, um, we're, we usually use, um, well, we use Redmond Real Salt, which is a Utah-based rock salt that's you know, in that same category as, of Himalayan salts. But any non-processed salt um, that's mineralized, we find, has sort of a sweeter flavor. And, of course, it adds those trace minerals to the ferment, so it also makes it more healthy. Can people who are lactose intolerant then eat lacto-fermented vegetables? Sorry, I kind of went into a different direction there, but <laughs> my, brain, my brain just went that way, so I'm sorry. <laughs> that's Okay. No, a lot of people uh, that we've met. In fact, sometimes at some of our uh, some of our demos or workshops, they'll come up to us, and the first thing they'll say is, um, "I'm gluten free and I'm lacto intolerant. Can I eat sauerkraut?" And the answer in both is yes. And it's it's just an unfortunate naming. Um, lactose is what people are intolerant of, and the lacto in the, for the lacto fermentation actually refers the action of the lactobacillus bacteria, but it doesn't refer to lactose or casein, which is what people are, are uh, intolerant of. So you can certainly um, enjoy your ferments if you're lacto-intolerant. And the one thing we talk to people about that is uh, there's a lot of recipes on the Internet that talk about adding whey as a culture. That's why we also say that our vegetables in the book are not cultured vegetables, they're fermented vegetables, because we're not introducing a uh, starter. You don't need it. We're both cheesemakers, so we we love 
starters, and we love making cheese too, but it's a very it's a different process, and, and you don't need whey to start fermented vegetables. So if you're lactose intolerant, enjoy your fermented vegetables. You're all good. Good. I'm glad to know that because I'm technically lactose intolerant. I eat ferments all the time. So glad to know I've never had any problem, but that doesn't mean anything. Uh, if you're just joining us today on Eat Well to Live Well with Kelly Hill, we're discussing all things fermented with Christopher and Kirsten Shockey, authors of Fermenting Vegetables. Visit the website at fermentista.us for more information. Remember, you can get your chocolate hit for this for free this month, thanks to motivationalchocolate.com. Enter at therightnutritionplan.com. If you missed any part of the show, download the free MP3 from iTunes or listen on my website, therightnutritionplan.com. Well, I have to ask, and this is you know personal information, but I do get that since I it's my show. I get to ask some personal things. So can you share some secrets of a great batch of fermented vegetables? Because mine just, I don't know. It's not as good. There's something wrong. Um, well, I think I think one thing is what we just talked about and salting. I think that's a place where people get confused. Um, so the first thing is, like I said, taste taste what you're making. Taste whatever it is, whether it's a pepper salsa or just a cabbage sauerkraut, um, before you get ready to stuff it in your jar, because um, you can you can adjust things. You can add more herbs, more whatever, or make sure your salt's not too much. Um, so that that's the first thing. The second thing is there's sort of a misconception that you put this little happy ferment away for three weeks in a dark place and it'll do its thing. Well, it will, but also carbon dioxide will start... Um, giving off. And if you're not watching it, and it's especially if it's a small batch and you're just trying to get the process, we recommend just keep it on your counter and, and babysit it and watch it and taste it as you go. And you'll have a lot more success because you can, you can figure out where is it that I like the flavor? Do I like it when it's actually still kind of young, like a half sour dill pickle? Or, or do I like it extremely well fermented when it's super, super sour? And so that's that's the biggest thing is just watching it, keeping everything pressed under the brine. Sometimes when you're not watching it and it's a small batch, um, the carbon dioxide builds up and the um, the brine gets um, kind of pushed out of the jar and then there's air pockets and you have trouble too. So but those would be my main <laughs> my main things and have fun with it. Don't don't let it stress you out. Well, you know, this is a great time of year because we have lots of, of vegetables. But, you know, we've also talked about canning and drying and freezing, you know, all other ways to preserve the the wonderful array of vegetables, especially this time of year. Uh, why fermenting over any of these others? Mostly for the taste. And if you think about, uh, well, so partway it's... Think about pickles, for example, and you make a great batch of pickles, but then you have to, for most of the vegetables, you either water bath for a long time or you've got that pressure canner out. So vegetables are the ones that make canning kind of scary or at least a lot more work. And in that environment, a lot of times you come out with pretty mushy vegetables after the whole thing. I mean, canning's great. We, we can a lot on the farm, but especially on the fruit side, but for the vegetables, fermentation just a, does a better job of protecting the flavor. Um, again, drying for both. In fact, you can even dry a ferment and make a wonderful seasoning out of that. 
But and they're freezing. You know, which, when you're freezing, you're asked the vegetable itself is actually when it freezes, it bursts the cell walls of the vegetable as the moisture expands, and so that's why when you pull something out of the freezer, you really need to eat it right away um, because as it thaws, you're starting to get towards mush, mushville, and so fermentation just it really honors the vegetable and in most cases enhances the flavor. So for, for some things, and we think for most vegetables, it's just a tastier way to preserve it. And I'd just like to add, when you have a couple different, three or four different um, jars of different types of preserved vegetables in your fridge in the wintertime and um, kind of in a hurry and, and you feel like something fresh, um, you know, a dried vegetable is, is a little harder to get that feeling from, whereas um, the fermented vegetable gives you this fresh, crispy crunch and delicious condiment to add to your food. So it becomes a really great convenience food after it's been processed. Well, and people love convenience, so that's always... Don't we all? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's it, a traditional convenience food. Maybe that's what we should rename it. I love I like it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. We're learning about and discussing all the great options related to fermented foods with the help of Christopher and Kirsten Shockey, authors of Fermenting Vegetables. Learn more at fermentista.us. Remember to enter to win this month's great giveaway provided by motivationalchocolate.com. Enter on my website, therightnutritionplan.com. We'll continue getting more great information after the break. You're listening to Eat Well to Live Well with me, your host, Kelly Hill. Cleanse and detoxify your body. 28 Days to Better Health. Using nutrient-dense whole foods is the hot new book written by Kelly Hill. We're inundated daily with toxic compounds in our food, water, air, even our own metabolic process. In this new book, Kelly leads us on that 28-day journey to better health using real, natural food. Experience with over 60 recipes to choose from. This is a cleanse that won't leave you bored. And while your taste buds are happy, you'll benefit from increased energy levels, an improved digestive system, a decrease in food sensitivities and cravings, minimizing aches, pains, and allergies. Begin your 28-day journey to better health and nutrition today by ordering your copy of Cleanse and Detoxify Your Body at therightnutritionplan.com slash book. Everything has a purpose and a plan. Make it your purpose and the right plan. Rightplannutrition.com slash book. Here is your opportunity to create a vibrant new you. Join international radio talk show host Kelly Hill and women's natural health coach Michelle Greenman at the Vibrant New You Retreat. This retreat will empower you to make the changes you've been searching for and help lay in the foundation for living the life you want to live, the vibrant you. Located at the beautiful Ashland Springs Resort in Ashland, Oregon, this retreat will help you create a vibrant life by first constructing your perfect plan and setting your vision and creating accountability for yourself. Kelly and Michelle will help you conquer negative self-talk, find positive motivation, and teach you how to create more vibrancy in your life. The Lithia Ashland Springs Resort offers its guests free breakfast each morning, natural mineral waters with soaking tubs, and so much more. For more information about the Vibrant New You Retreat, visit therightnutritionplan.com slash retreat. This wonderful opportunity is only offered to a limited number of people. So visit therightnutritionplan.com slash retreat to reserve your seat today. Want energy all day? Ready to lose fat without feeling deprived? 
Tired of complicated weight loss programs? Wish there was a way to lose weight without processed and unnatural food? It's time to jumpstart your metabolism in a healthy way, the Kelly Hill way. This easy-to-follow two-week fat loss program has a 100% success rate to date. It creates and maintains overall health while reducing fat. You'll have more energy, think clearer, feel better, and have lost fat. All while following the two-week menu plan of simple recipes that use real, natural food and include healthy tips for every meal. The two-week fat loss program is a clear, easy-to-follow plan that will help anyone get back on the road to optimal health. Order the Right Plan Nutritional Counseling two-week fat loss program today at therightnutritionplan.com slash book. This is Eat Well to Live Well with your host, Kelly Hill. Have a question for Kelly? You can email her at eatwelltolivewell at therightnutritionplan.com. Now back to Kelly Hill. Welcome back as we continue at Eat Well to Live Well with Kelly Hill. I'm your host, Kelly Hill. Joining us today is Christopher and Kirsten Shockey, authors of Fermenting Vegetables. Remember, free chocolate all this month thanks to motivationalchocolate.com. Just enter at the right nutritionplan.com and click on the giveaway links. Now, stay connected with what's happening, not only with fermented vegetables, but everything that Christopher and Kirsten are doing. You can connect with them at Fermentista on Facebook and Pinterest or on, at Kirsten Shockey on Twitter, because you guys have been, you've been touring all over the place. I saw on Facebook that you were just up at, at Powell's in Portland. That must have been very exciting. That was exciting. I mean, as an as a Oregon author to have your very first book signing at Powell's. Feels like. uh, it does you know, not get better. Arrived. <laughs> no, yeah, that is about as as good as it possibly gets. I think. And they treated us so well. So yes, I think I think it is. <laughs> that is fabulous. So I want to go back to you were talking about the eggplant being in your refrigerator for or sitting there for a year before you tried it. How long can you store fermented vegetables? Well, theoretically. Uh... The longest we've ever had, I think we had a pepper filamente in for over three years, and it was just fine. Um, the fermentation will still, in, in the refrigerator, it retards it, but it still keeps getting a little bit and a little bit more sour as it goes. But as long as you keep the vegetables below the brine line, uh, they can go for quite a while. We tell people about a year, but really, if you're, if you're in active mode eating, they won't last nearly that long. But if one gets pushed way in the back and you, and you just notice it, you know, a year later, as long as it's been, um, you know, properly below the brand line, it, it'll probably be just fine. And you know when something goes south on a, on a uh, fermented vegetable, because you just smell it, and you'll be able to tell. But, but it'll be fine. Last there call. is no way that the red pepper one would have made it <laughs> three years in my house. No way. <laughs> that was one of my favorites. So I have to admit, I know that people are really – wary of fermentation. Uh, you know, it's kind of a scary thing for a lot of people. So can you give us kind of a, can you explain the process, what's happening there? Um, yeah. So what, what's happening is it's all about the acidification. I think we touched on that a little bit earlier too. Um, so here come your vegetables in from the garden or the farm or wherever, and they're all covered in, um, bacteria, good, bad, um, indifferent. And the lactic acid bacteria is the one we want to encourage. And 
What the lactic acid bacteria does is once you've got it in this little salty brine, um, is it starts eating the starches and the sugars and creating an acidic environment. And so the acidic environment, once it reaches a pH of 4.6, it will retard. None of the the bad bacteria or anything that could be scary that way um, can grow in it. So botulism and all these things that um, are really scary and, you know, you hear stories of none of that happens um, with this process. And that's why it's worked so well for so many thousands of years because it is that simple. It's just simply acid, um, creating an environment that nothing bad can grow in. Um, but what people do see is maybe yeasts and scums, um, even mold on the top of a ferment sometimes or in a ferment that has gotten out of its brine and and air is allowed in because it's the anaerobic acidity that keeps it safe. And when those yeast and scums and things grow on top, often what's underneath is still fine, and those yeasts and scums, um, you know, they're not... Obviously, you're not going to eat them. You're not going to eat the mold. Um, and so it's, it, that's the thing is it's really obvious when it's, when it's no good and everything under the brine is, is wonderful. And so I just I like to tell people, you know, just try it out. Don't be scared. If, if something grows on top, you know, we have, a, we have a pretty complete scum gallery in the back of the book. So you, can, you do, you and I have to admit, any time that you start talking, Anytime you start talking about scum, it's a little it's a little creepy. But your pictures are very good to help people, I think, understand um, that difference between good and bad. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what we aim to do is just help people, you know, feel confident <laughs> and understand the difference. And the worst thing that happens is you throw your batch on the compost pile and you try again. <laughs> It's it's true. I've done many of that. Or the refrigerator <laughs> stunk up so bad that my husband did it. <laughs> but we keep trying. Um, so what about special equipment? What kind of special equipment do people need to have if they want to start fermenting? You, you really don't need special equipment. And we started out, when we did the tour, we taught five groups in five days. And all we had with us was a knife, a cutting board, some salt, and a quart jar and uh, then something to weight it down with. So we've really tried to keep it really minimum to start out with, but then there are things that will uh, make it easier. For example, we have pounders in there that help you press down the sauerkraut, and you can get some really beautiful pounders these days from real artisans who are um, joining the fermentation uh, trend and producing that. There's, There's weights. That you will need to weight this down again, you know, to get below the brine line. And um, we start out really simple, which is leaves off of the cabbage to help weight that down, and then another jar or a Ziploc bag, so something you have around the house. But then when you start becoming a fermentista and, and you have, your whole counter is full of these and you have people coming over and admiring them, you can upgrade to little cute little ceramic discs, you know, that fit in there. There's a, there was just a recent Kickstarter that created this beautiful stainless steel top with press thing that we can't wait to get in the mail. So there's actually, <laughs> there's actually a lot of innovation going on right now to improve 
and enhance it. And that's not even getting into all the beautiful crocs that are available now. And some of the, I mean, if you've mentioned a few times your husband and his, um, you know, not enjoying the stink so much. And some people don't enjoy the, the smell and um, some of these airlock systems that are being invented, as well as the water seal crocs, um, they let the carbon dioxide escape slowly and you don't get that smell factor in the same way. But um, all, the, all that special equipment really is, is not necessary to get started, and that's the beauty of it. If you're just joining us today on Eat Well to Live Well with Kelly Hill, we're learning all about fermented foods and their health benefits. All of this great information from Christopher and Kirsten Shockey, authors of Fermenting Vegetables. Find more information at fermentista.us. Remember, you can hear this show or past episodes anywhere. Just download the free MP3 from iTunes or listen on my website, therightnutritionplan.com, where you'll also be one of this month's winners of chocolate from motivationalchocolates.com. Positive affirmations plus chocolate. Does it get any better than that? Not in my world. Enter at therightnutritionplan.com by clicking on the giveaway link on the right-hand side. I have to be honest. I had never seen the airlock system before until I saw it in your book. And I'm, I'm very intrigued. I am going to go find this because uh, that may solve the problem uh, in my household. So I'm very excited. I, I, are, these must be new or I'm an idiot. Could be both. I don't know. <laughs> well, I think the fact that it's so trendy has got people out there, um, you know, innovating and, and trying to, to make it easier. <laughs> so if somebody... Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, the, uh, we have German and Polish, which are traditional crocs with a little water moat that you saw in the book. Mm-hmm. But during the tour, a woman came, a local potter in the Northwest, and just it's as beautiful as I've seen, these gorgeous water crocs. And now Christian just noticed that in America they're making the water moat croc too. So you'll have a lot of choices of what you get. I now, can't wait things. to try it. I'm very excited, Um, and I'm sure I'll find them locally probably in no time at all. Mm -hmm. So, if somebody's new, you know, this is this is the first time they're hearing about it, and they're they they think I have some of this stuff, I'm going to give it a try. What are some tips for somebody who's brand new at this? That's so they feel a little more comfortable. Because even though you make it sound simple, I know because I've (laughs) done it, it's scary. (laughs) Even though, like you say, you can just throw it away, compost. It's not a big deal. But it's kind of a scary undertaking. Um, so what are some, some things that people can do? They're just brand new and they, they need a little more comfort level. Um, you know, I think one thing is to um, just start small with a small batch so you don't feel like you're, I mean, some people, uh, I'm one of those people, that's why I can say that, but some people really, you know, get enthusiastic and want to do, you know, the three-gallon crock right away. Um, I would say just start small um, and really keep it right there with you on the counter where you're going to pass by it in the morning when you wake up and and throughout the day and you can really just watch it and um, just kind of get to know what's going on. Watch the process because as it starts to bubble and um, give off the carbon dioxide, what happens is things shift. The the vegetables start to kind of move around in there and... um, and you can really just learn a lot by what's what's going on. And if you're watching it that carefully, um, you really, and keep pressing it down, you're really not going to have the, um, the, the scum growth or the yeast growth and all that stuff. Because usually these small batches go 
really quickly, and it's not. And if you're watching it and pressing it, there's really not enough time for things that might make you really nervous to grow on top. <laughs> and that that way, once you've got the process down, then you can really start um, exploring bigger batches that might sit longer without lot- babysitting. <laughs> well, I noticed that a lot of your recipes are very small batches. You know, I mean, even though like the spinach one really caught me off guard, but I mean. The spinach, even that was two pounds of of spinach leaves. And I mean, that's really, it looks like a lot, but by the time it's done, that's not a very big batch. I mean, it's really, that's very doable. I think it yielded a quart, if I remember right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's that's what we wanted to do. We wanted to make it really approachable. Um, we wanted somebody in an apartment, you know, in Manhattan to be just as free to use any of these recipes than, you know, a farmer that has maybe and so that was that was the thinking there you know is that people are fermenting for flavor too and health but not necessarily just to um you know preserve and that's really why the middle section we did 64 vegetables because we also imagined you're at the farmer's market and you see there's a couple vegetables that really caught your eye and now you'll start thinking i wonder if those two really like each other in the crock we we found out who likes who and who doesn't like who in the flavor profiles. So now that's in there. So you can really look it up and say, oh, I got celerac and carrots and cabbage. Would they go together? And just quickly reference that to see if they do and maybe pick up some peppers and you're set to go as you start advancing and, you know, getting kind of fancy with your ferments. It sounds like so much fun. Well, we have to take a short break. We've been talking with Christopher and Kirsten Shockey, authors of Fermenti Vegetables. Get more information at fermentista.us. You can stay connected on Facebook and Pinterest at Fermentista and at Twitter, it's Kirsten Shockey. Get free chocolate this month from motivationalchocolate.com. Enter to win at the right nutritionplan.com. Catch this entire show episode as well as past episodes by downloading the free mp3 from itunes or listen on my website if you're interested in learning about the three massive mistakes even smart moms make that keep them overweight exhausted and worried their pants won't fit and how to avoid those mistakes grab an online seat for my new webinar at the rightnutritionplan.com it's free also we'll be right back to continue this discussion about fermented foods thanks to christopher and kirsten shockey authors of fermenting vegetables you're listening to eat well to live well with me your host kelly hill Want to know the three biggest myths that keep you overweight? Well, now you can in Kelly Hill's free webinar. In just 40 minutes, you'll learn the three biggest nutrition myths that are keeping you overweight, feeling exhausted, and unable to reach your personal goals. The webinar is free, and you'll even get other great freebies that Kelly's clients use daily to reach their goals. It's easy. Visit therightnutritionplan.com slash webinar. That's therightnutritionplan.com slash webinar and sign up. 40 minutes that can change your life and help you find your optimal health. Sign up for the webinar and take the unprocessed challenge today to find the you that you know is there. Everything has a purpose and a plan. Make it your purpose and the right plan. Sign up for Kelly's free webinar today. TheRightNutritionPlan.com slash webinar. That's TheRightNutritionPlan.com slash webinar. Not only can you learn about new and fascinating nutritional products at TheRightNutritionPlan.com, 
but you can win them too. Every month, The Right Plan features a nutritional or innovative product like the ECO Lunchbox, pumpkin seed butter and pumpkin protein powder, fudge sauce from Wax Orchards, Zorba's handcrafted raw chocolates, coconut oil, and so much more. And every month, one lucky visitor will win the product to try themselves. It's easy to enter. Just visit therightnutritionplan.com slash giveaway. After you've entered the giveaway, check out some of Kelly's delicious recipes that not only will please your taste buds, but your waistline and health as well. At therightnutritionplan.com, you'll learn more about all the wonderful nutritious options that are available to you and your family. Remember, everything has a purpose and a plan. Make it your purpose in the right plan. Rightnutritionplan.com slash giveaway. Cleanse and detoxify your body. 28 Days to Better Health. Using nutrient-dense whole foods is the hot new book written by Kelly Hill. We're inundated daily with toxic compounds in our food, water, air, even our own metabolic process. This new book... Kelly leads us on that 28-day journey to better health using real, natural food. Experience with over 60 recipes to choose from. This is a cleanse that won't leave you bored. And while your taste buds are happy, you'll benefit from increased energy levels, an improved digestive system, a decrease in food sensitivities and cravings, minimizing aches, pains, and allergies. Begin your 28-day journey to better health and nutrition today by ordering your copy of Cleanse and Detoxify Your Body at therightnutritionplan.com slash book. Everything has a purpose and a plan. Make it your purpose and the right plan. Rightplannutrition.com slash book. You're tuned in to Eat Well to Live Well with your host, Kelly Hill. You can connect with the show by emailing Kelly at eatwelltolivewell at therightnutritionplan.com. Follow Kelly on Twitter at The Right Plan. Now back to Kelly Hill. Welcome back as we continue at Eat Well to Live Well with Kelly Hill. I'm your host, Kelly Hill. Today we've been talking about all things related to fermented foods, thanks to Christopher and Kirsten Shockey, authors of Fermenting Vegetables. Visit their website, fermentista.us, to learn more or connect on Facebook and Pinterest at Fermentista and Twitter at Kirsten Shockey. Remember, you can be one of the lucky listeners who get to try an amazing treat for free, caramels and truffles from motivationalchocolate.com, including vegan options. Enter to win at the right nutritionplan.com. Just click on the giveaway link at the right-hand side or sign up for free weekly nutrition tips sent right to your inbox. But for now, let's get back to fermented foods with Christopher and Kirsten Shockey, author of Fermenting Vegetables. So, uh, gosh, there's just, I have so many questions. It's unbelievable. Uh, So is there a point when the probiotic content is the greatest for a ferment? Um, You know, I did a lot of research on that because of of course, everybody wants to know, well, if I'm eating these for health, <laughs> when is the best point? And um, it's, it's interesting. It's a progression. Um, the lactobacillus family actually has lots of members of the family, and they all are good for us, and they all um, are just a little bit different. And so as the, the ferment fer, ferments, it... Um, different members of the family are kind of more active and, and different times. So there isn't an actual point where you say, okay, at two weeks, it's at, a, at the optimal. Actually, after a few days, you're going to get certain um, good probiotics, and if you decide to, um, 
you know, leave it on your counter and, and let it go another week, then you're going to get a whole different population. So it's good for you the whole, the whole way through, which is kind of cool. <laughs> okay, perfect. I have to ask, the last section, or maybe not the last section, but very close to it, was desserts. Um, really? <laughs> well, when you're doing a full breakfast, lunch, dinner, you've got to do desserts, right? And uh, that was the toughest section, I think, to write. The funnest section to write was to figure out the drink section with Kirsten's uh, sister and brother-in-law who are bartenders. So we brought the brine and they brought the booze, and together we came up with drinks. But in the dessert section, we actually came up with four really good desserts in there. Now, the the warning is that when you bake uh, with the heat, when you bake your ferment, you are going to lose the probiotics, but it's still really tasty. And then there's, I think, also a rhubarb pool in there that which would have all the probiotics that you'd want. But there's a great uh, uh, carrot cake, and it's with a carrot ginger ginger carrots ferment, and it's really wonderful. It looked pretty good. I, I'm I'm still a little ways away from trying it as a dessert yet, but um, I'll get there. Well, and you know, I'm sure and- there's... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I was going to say, if if you think about it, it sounds funny in a cake, but in a normal cake recipe, you would add salt, so that gets kind of taken out. And then it takes the place of like a buttermilk. It has that same acidifying, softening quality to make a moist, a moist cake, and that's why it works. <laughs> so there are so many recipes in there. Which ones, if, if people are just starting out or they have kids, you know, my kids are are not really keen on my kimchi, no matter what I do to it. Um, what What's a, the easiest recipe for somebody like that to start with? Um, one of the easiest recipes is simply whipping um, a ferment, whether it's, you know, a sauerkraut or even the pepper paste or kimchi, chopping it up finely and whipping it into cream cheese and then spreading that on a bagel or or chopping up kimchi, believe it or not, and whipping it into some peanut butter and spreading it on some toast. That also is is a really simple, quick way to um, to get the the ferments in a way that is is really approachable for kids. Okay, I'm going to try that. I will report back, listeners, and let you know what my my kids think. Uh, now, I didn't see your book, Fermented Vegetables, on the website ferment. Tista.us. Is it available now? Um, it is. It's, it's out there where, available. Where, on. where can people find it? Um, indie Books or IndieBound, I think. Um, Powells.com has it. Uh, Amazon, I think most of the places that you, oh, Barnes & Noble also carries it. Um, most of the places that you can uh, get books online. And, and we're hoping to link it up onto our website soon. <laughs> <laughs> Good. We want we want uh, we want to do that because we want to make sure that everybody there. You're going to want these recipes. I know it. Well, today we've discussed uh, everything, all things about fermentation with the help of Christopher and Kirsten Shockey, authors of Fermenting Vegetables. Check out fermentista.us to learn more information, read great articles, and uh, pick up their amazing book. She has told you Amazon, Powell's, Barnes and Nobles, all the big places online. Just Google it. You'll find it. Connect with them on Facebook or Pinterest at Fermentista and Twitter at Kirsten Shockey. Don't forget that MotivationalChocolate.com is this month's sponsor and they'll be giving away
away caramels and truffles that include a positive affirmation so you can be inspired while enjoying chocolate. Just enter at therightnutritionplan.com, click on the giveaway link. So thank you so much for joining us today, uh, Christopher and Kirsten. I I can't wait to try some of these recipes and uh, get some more information uh, out there to people about the health benefits uh, because this is an amazing traditional food that people need to be eating. Absolutely. Thank you so much. This was fun. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Well, folks, while you're entering this month's great giveaway, make sure to grab your seat in the upcoming free webinar, Three Massive Mistakes Even Smart Moms Make That Keep Them Overweight, Exhausted, and Worried Their Pants Won't Fit and how to avoid those mistakes. While you're there, sign up to get free weekly nutrition tips sent right to your email inbox. It's all free at therightnutritionplan.com. Remember, if you missed any part of the show, download the free MP3 from iTunes or listen on my website, therightnutritionplan.com. Constantly lots of great stuff on the website, recipes, articles, videos, giveaways. Take a look, get the information you want and need. It's all at therightnutritionplan.com. Again, thanks so much to Christopher and Kirsten Shockey, authors of Fermenting Vegetables. Absolutely fantastic fabulous new book. I highly recommend you jump online and pick up your copy today because you are going to want to try some of these. I will report back my findings with my kids. So uh, stay tuned. Until next week, remember when you eat well, you live well. So join me every Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific for Eat Well to Live Well with Kelly Hill. See you next week. Thank you for being a part of our show today. Live well to eat well with Kelly Hill. You can listen to the program live every Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific time and 5 p.m. Eastern time on the Voice America Health and Wellness channel. Everything you eat has a purpose and a plan. Make it your purpose and the right plan. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.